My friends and welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. This is the second episode of the series Studying the End of Times. I am your host, Francis Wessel. Last week, we started to unpack what Jesus told us in Matthew 24. We established that up to verse 14 of that chapter, Jesus was describing events that will happen before the rapture, which is the disappearance of the church. For you to understand a little better the order of events that are to come, let me quickly list them. But remember that we will be discussing each one of these events in future episodes. In the last episode, we spoke about the birth pains. We determined that those events happen before the rapture or the disappearance of the church. Many people think that because we have been experiencing them for a long time, that maybe the prophecies of Jesus will not happen. Let me remind you that before a woman gives birth, she can have contractions for a long time. But once the baby is ready to come, her contractions come closer and closer from each other. As we spoke last week, it seems that the world is experiencing all the tragedies that Jesus called the beginning of birth pains at the same time. This tells us that the next prophesied event, which is the rapture of the church, could happen at any moment. The rapture will mark the beginning of the tribulation. The Antichrist will appear at the beginning of the tribulation and will sign a treaty with Israel. After three and a half years, he breaks his treaty with Israel and the great tribulation starts. This period will last another three and a half years. During the seven years of the tribulation and the great tribulation, earth will experience different judgments and the great tribulation ends with Armageddon and the second coming of Christ. As I said, in the upcoming episodes, we will focus on these events, but for now, let us finish Matthew 24. Last week, we left off talking about the abomination that causes desolation in verse 15. Just so we don't lose track of where we left off, go with me to Matthew 24. And we are going to start our reading today on verse 15, which says, So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one in the household go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadfully will be those days for the pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or in the Sabbath. Here Jesus describes the event that will mark the beginning of the Great Tribulation. The Antichrist will break the treaty that he signed with Israel, and that leaves the people of Israel in great peril. If you want to start reading about the treaty that the Antichrist signs with Israel, you can read about it in Isaiah 28, verses 15 to 19. Jesus, in Matthew 24, tells Israel that once they see the abomination, they should leave what they're doing and get away, for what is coming will be horrific. Because of the description of the abomination that Daniel gives in chapter 9, we know that the abomination that Jesus is talking about is the Antichrist. What we do not know for sure is what is the desolation that Jesus talks about. 
Many people believe that it will be the desecration of the temple. Others believe that it will be a satanic army that comes against Israel. And others think that this desecration already happened in 70 AD when the temple was destroyed. Since the Antichrist has not been released yet, I do not agree with the people that think that the desolation already happened. However, since the Bible do not tell us exactly what it is, I will not even try to guess what the desolation will be. But what I know for sure is that it will be so terrible that Jesus tells people to run away immediately. Before I go on, I want to remind you that we, the church, will not experience this. At this time, we will be enjoying what the Bible calls the marriage supper of the Lamb. In the rapture, we will be reunited with the saints that had died and will be enjoying a seven-year celebration in heaven during the tribulation and the great tribulation on earth. I will speak more about this in future episodes, but for now, I just wanted to remind you that we will not be a part of this horrific event that is coming against Israel. My family, with all my heart, I believe that God in his wisdom has told us what will happen to give his church peace regarding the future. He also is giving Israel and the people who will be left behind in the rapture, but who are saved during the tribulation, a way to survive the seven years of the tribulation and the great tribulation. I think that during the tribulation and the great tribulation, people will study the book of Revelation and we use it to know what will come next. However, let us move on and we'll start reading verse 21 of Matthew 24. For then there will be a great distress. If those days had not been cut short, no one will survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Let me stop here just to make a comment about something that seems very interesting. First of all, you have to remember that we, the Church of Jesus, are never mentioned in the Bible as the elect. The elect have always been the people of Israel. Now, in regards to the verse that we just read, Jesus here tells his disciples that the great tribulation will bring so much distress that even the days will have to be shortened in order for the people to survive. A very peculiar phenomenon started to happen 50 years ago. It has been proven, you can look it up, that the planet is taking less than 24 hours to complete its rotation, which means that our days are getting shortened. In 2020, we had 28 shortened days, and in 2021, Different articles say that we had 31 shortened days. I do not think that that is just a mere coincidence. Nevertheless, let us continue reading Matthew 24 and we are in verse 23. It says, At that time, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For the false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, there he is out of the wilderness, do not go out, or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus here tells that false messiahs and false prophets will arise, 
but he tells his disciples, do not believe it, because when I come, there will be no doubt that the real Messiah has arrived. Here I want to make sure that you understand that the false Messiah and the false prophet that Jesus is talking about here are not the same people that Jesus spoke of in verse 5 of the same chapter. The people that rise up saying that they are the Messiah before the rapture will try to confuse the church and the people who are not saved. The Messiah and the false prophet Jesus talks about in verse 23 and 24 are the Antichrist and his false prophet. These two will confuse the people of the world who stay behind in the rapture and will try to make Israel believe that they are the real thing because until that moment, Israel will still be looking and waiting for their Messiah. Notice also that Jesus did not say that the false messiahs and prophets that will try to confuse the church will do miracles, but the ones that come to confuse Israel will be able to do what he called great miracles. But now let's finish Matthew 24. We left off in verse 28. So verse 29 says, Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Many people think that the dark sun that the Bible speaks of here is a sun eclipse, but that is not what the Bible mentions here. We have sun eclipses all the time, and they do not interfere with the moon. We have never seen the phenomenon that verse 29 mentions. These verses speaks of total darkness as we have never seen before. This total darkness will happen just before the second coming of Christ. Now let's go to verse 30 of Matthew 24. It says, Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. These verses had caused great controversy regarding the rapture of the church. Many people use these verses to say that the church will spend the tribulation on earth because he says that the angels will gather his elect. Because of these phrases, people think that here Jesus is talking about the rapture, but I do not think so. I believe he's talking about his second coming. If we were talking about the rapture, why would the people of earth mourn when they see him? In addition, most scholars agree that no one but the church will see Jesus in the rapture. These verses here said that there is no way that anyone will miss his coming. I believe that here, the elect that the angels will gather from all over the world are the people who got saved during the rapture and are still alive, and also Israel. I also need to remind you that during the rapture, nobody will gather us. We take off with Jesus. To summarize Matthew 24, Jesus in this chapter gives his disciples a glimpse of what will happen before, during, and after the tribulation. But what does all that mean for us today? Well, like I said, the rapture of the church can happen in our lifetime, which means that many people who are not saved will stay behind. As the body of Christ, it is a responsibility to preach, but we need to be very perceptive about how we do it. 
for many years, either we have used evangelistic tactics that are now obsolete and unbelievers really do not understand our message or they think that we are their critics. I am convinced that the best way to evangelize unbelievers in the year 2022 is by loving them. Tell your friends and relatives that do not know Jesus about your relationship with him. Tell them about what he has done for you. Leave your faith in front of them. Do not judge them or scare them, but just love them. I promise you that if you love them and are there for them, they will consider you weird at first, but eventually they will see that what you live is the truth. Preach to them with your life. Make them ask you why you are always at peace. Why do you always have joy? Once they see Jesus in you, share the good news of salvation with them and do your best to win as many souls to Christ as possible for our preaching days might be ending. If you are not sure of your salvation, you have to fix that. To be saved, you first need to know that you need a savior. You need to understand that you are a sinner. I see so many people who prayed a prayer and think that they now are saved, but nothing in their life changes. When I see that, I get scared. The Bible tells us that there will be a day in which many will tell Jesus, in your name we cast out devils, in your name we did miracles, and that he will tell them, go away from me, I do not know you. How do we know we are saved? We know we are saved by the fruit of our salvation. A saved person is not trying to see how much he can sin without losing his or her salvation. A believer in Jesus Christ is focused on staying as far away from sin as possible, not because of guilt, but because of love. Sin always keeps us away from the one we love, and that is our Savior Jesus. Once Jesus lives in our heart, the sinful life we used to enjoy seems a waste for us. Salvation is not something we get. Salvation is living in Christ. The first step to be saved is praying a prayer of salvation. But after that, you start the most amazing adventure of your life, and that is your walk with Christ. If you are ready to do that, please pray the following prayer with me. Dear God, I come before you recognizing that I'm a sinner. I know and believe that Jesus paid the price for my salvation on the cross. And in his name, I ask you to forgive my sins. I repent from my sinful life and I ask you to help me change. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior and I give you my life. I declare that the chains that Satan had in me are broken and I am now free to serve you. I ask you, Lord, to guide me and help me to get to know you better. I believe that from this day forward, my name is written in the book of life. And I thank you for I know that I will spend eternity with you in Jesus name. If you pray that prayer for the first time, please write us at info at globalgraceministries.com. We would love to send you some material to help you understand what you just did. In the following episodes, we will speak about the rapture of the church, the antichrist, the false prophet, the 144 chosen the Bible talks about. And I will do my best to discuss the prophecies about the end of times. So please do not miss any of our next episodes. If you have any questions about what we talk about, please write us at info at globalgraceministries.com. If you've been blessed by our podcast and would like to help us fund it, you can do so by going to globalgraceministries.com. 
Every donation that you give us is tax deductible in the United States. In addition, we will appreciate it if you subscribe and rate our podcast. I pray wisdom and understanding over you this week. God bless you. Thank you.